Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the first official episode of Political Talk with Timbir with your host, Timbir Chowdhury. So, to start off, I hope everyone is remaining safe and stocked up during the COVID-19 pandemic world, which we live in today and have been living in for long weeks now. Um, Believe it or not, we still only can measure this within weeks. <laughs> um, So, to start off, Georgia and Texas are moving to reopen all businesses very quickly, and Las Vegas's mayor wants to open up casinos. Um, if anyone watched that disastrous interview with between her and Anderson Cooper, you'd know more about why she wants to do it, which does not make sense and is pretty uh, is a pretty ignorant decision. Um, Donald Trump banned all immigration to the United States temporarily, and his justification towards that was to protect American workers. Elaborating on that, he says that Americans are already unemployed and that unemployment number is increasing drastically, so he doesn't want illegal immigrants to quote-unquote steal the jobs. Dr. Anthony Fauci stated that he is not confident in the U.S. testing capacity for COVID-19, so I'm going to dial us back a bit to talk about Georgia and Texas. They're moving to reopen. And, you know, those are two states that are pretty much behind on testing and equipment. So opening up so soon is not a good call. Um, You know, New York, I live in New York. We're staying closed till May 15th. And I'm pretty sure that that, like, closed date is going to extend because this isn't, this is getting worse before it gets better. Um... So Governor Abbott of Texas and Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia, they want to reopen up. And, you know, those are states that are behind on medical equipment and testing that they need. So it will inevitably be a suffering decision that Georgians and Texans will have to pay. So, you know, if you're angry about that, if you live in Georgia and Texas and you're concerned for your health, I suggest you do call up your governor's offices. Um, also, if you live in South Dakota, also, you know, your governor, South Dakota's governor has not made a clear decision as of yet, though it's pretty clear that she does not like the concept of stay-at-home orders. So, you know, for the safety of people, not just within those states, but nationwide, because that will affect us all, you know, um not flattening the curve affects everybody this is a virus that does not discriminate against what demographics to hit um the house of representatives voted towards creating an investigation panel to look into federal responses for the coronavirus pandemic so what does that mean it basically means that they'll be overseeing federal responses to the pandemic just ahead of another congressional vote to approve over $480 billion in aid to respond to the COVID-19 breakout. The panel vote passed 212 to 182, which was relatively along party lines. Now, um, enough about COVID-19. I'm, I know everybody hears about it everywhere. Um, <laughs> so... To talk about the presidential election, in recent polls conducted in Michigan and Pennsylvania, keep in mind that those are two battleground states for the presidency um, because Obama in 2008 and um, 12, he won those states while Hillary lost those states to Donald Trump. So those two states are Michigan and Pennsylvania. They are pivotal um, to 
who gets to be the next president of the United States. So both of these state polls show Joe Biden is in the lead beating Donald Trump. In Michigan, 49% prefer Joe Biden over the 41% who prefer Donald Trump. In Pennsylvania, Joe Biden holds a wider lead with 50%. Well, it's not a wider lead, it's still the same, but you know, he leads with 50%, Trump trailing with 42%. So in both states, Joe Biden leads by 8% in the polls, but it's still, it's enlightening evidence for anyone who is looking to vote Trump out of office, but it is still way too early to call. Because again, those percentages themselves do not add up to 100%. So that gap can shift the actual results come election day, which we are still pretty far from because it is April. We're about to finish April soon, but the general election is all the way in November. For my New Yorkers, New York is doing mail-in voting, so be sure to file for an absentee ballot if you are concerned for your health and if you are discouraged from going outside to your poll site. So file for an absentee ballot, print it, fill it out, and mail it into your county board of elections. You can file for an absentee ballot at a website I will spell out slowly. So just rewind back um, this clip and jot it down if you have to. HTTPS colon slash slash www.vote.org slash absentee dash ballot slash new dash york slash again if you didn't get that within the first say which i don't expect you to <laughs> just rewind back write it down type it out um file for your ballot if you are a registered voter you just need your name address political party you know what you would need when you're fa- registering to vote So on today's episode, I also want to use the platform I'm being given now to bring focus to an inspiring people-powered campaign I've been observing. Morgan Harper is running for the House seat in Ohio's 3rd District. She's running against the incumbent Democrat Joyce Beatty. Morgan Harper chooses people over profits and is a strong advocate for Medicare for All, a Green New Deal, federal legalization of marijuana, record expungement, affordable housing, a livable minimum wage, and social justice. So, you know, I support Morgan Harper. She's a decent people over profit candidate. We need more of that representing us on the federal level. Ohio's third district primaries is coming up very soon. It is on April 28th. So if you live in Ohio's third district or know anyone in Ohio, Ohio, please let them know about Morgan Harper. She's running for Ohio's third district. Um, amplify her message. Donate to her if you can. And follow her on Twitter at MH4OH. That is MH, the number 4OH. Um... I also wanted to take a moment to address saddening news, whether you're a supporter of her or not. Senator Elizabeth Warren's eldest brother has passed away to, due to the coronavirus. So prayers to her and her family because the loss of a loved one is never easy. And, you know, this virus affects everybody regardless of status, uh, gender, race. It Again, like I said, it doesn't discriminate um, targeting which demographics to hit and harm. So this episode was relatively short, 
So that's all for updates, and I'll begin answering questions that I have been asked now. So the first question was just asking me to generally explain political parties, the difference between primaries and general elections, and if we can still vote for Bernie. So I'm going to start with the political parties. So there's two main parties, and that is the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. So I'm going to keep it brief because explaining both parties in depth will be very time consuming. So here's a brief description of it. The Republican Party generally believes in immigration restriction, a quote-unquote free market capitalism, lower taxes, yet higher military spending, gun rights, abortion restrictions, and restrictions on labor unions. The Democratic Party emphasizes their beliefs on social equality, climate change, women's rights, voting rights, LGBT rights, religious secularism, which basically is the freedom of religion, a constitutional right we have, and social safety net strengthening via health care, social security, wages, and unions. Those aren't the only two parties, so do not think that there are. There are minor parties, and the two biggest minor parties are the Libertarian and Green Party. So the Libertarian Party tends to favor federalism over state government. They believe in a federal government is more efficient. They support political freedom and the freedom of choice. So while the Green Party heavily believes in social justice, environmentalism, equality, and the Green Party is also clearly anti-war. They're not subtle with it and they are very expressive that they oppose wars. Primary elections are basically to narrow down candidates running for a seat. So as you have witnessed, the Democratic Party had over two dozen candidates running. The primary served as the purpose to narrow down that 24 plus candidates to just one. And whoever wins their party's primaries advances as that party nominee to the general election. So in 2016, Donald Trump, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Ben Carson, Jeb Bush, all of these people ran for the Republican primary. It got weeded out to just Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton ran against Bernie Sanders and two other minor players in the Democratic Party. It got weeded out to Hillary Clinton. Those two advanced to the general election. Same thing now. Donald Trump ran against not too many people. And he was obviously going to be the nominee. And Joe Biden ran against a bunch, a crowded field, and he won. He is the nominee. The two nominees advancing to the general election are Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And yes, you still can vote for Bernie. He is on the ballot in every remaining state, and he will be accruing delegates from every remaining state. So you can still vote for him. Be sure to. (laughs) The next two questions... Ask me to discuss how to get involved and be informed. I have the same answer for that, which is to read up on your local politics, because that is very important. We're beyond, we're more than just a presidential election. We are a congressional election. We have to focus on congressional elections, mayoral elections, governor elections, state senate, all of these things. So, but on the federal level, find out who is the house rep for your district. Every single district has its own house rep in the House of Representatives. Like mine, I live in New York 5. My representative is Gregory Meeks. His primary opponent is Shania Chowdhury. Um, so just know about these things. Also, what you can do is f- follow... A follow-up on the news sources, 
but never stick to one news source alone. That's my advice I give everybody. Don't ever just solely focus on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, anything like that. Because if you do, you tend to develop a heavy and faulty bias. Follow candidates that you know are running on their social media platforms and follow their opponents too. That way you get to know where each of them stand. And also subscribe to this podcast. I won't miss the opportunity. Subscribe. (laughs) So the final question also, the final question is asking me what Joe Biden plans on doing for healthcare and college graduates and student debt. So to answer that question, according to Joe Biden's own platform, he intends on protecting and expanding Obamacare by giving more options in plans, lowering health care costs within it, and simplifying the system. And for student debt, Joe Biden adopted Bernie's 2017 plan of college for all to make pu- public colleges free to families that make under 125 grand a year, as well as forgiving current debts owed by graduates and students whose households make under 125 grand a year. So I was also la- I was also asked to list pros and cons for Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I'm going to try to do this without sounding biased, so here goes. Basically, if you are for if you are pro guns and you're not too fond of gun restrictions, if you're anti-abortion, anti-immigration, you're not supportive of raising the federal minimum wage and you oppose a public government option health care plan as well as opposing student debt relief, then Donald Trump is your candidate. If you are supportive of people having affordable quality health care, if you support student debt relief, racial equality, gender equality, religious freedoms, LGBTQ equality, the rights of people with disabilities, and especially if you believe in climate change and you believe that climate change needs to be addressed and solved, Joe Biden is your best bet in terms of these two. So that is all for today. Thank you for joining me. Subscribe and share. Follow me on Twitter at It's Tim Beer C. I'm going to spell that out at I-T-S-T-A-N-B-I-R-C. You can ask me questions through Twitter so I can answer within the next episode. Episodes will go up Thursdays 7 p.m. If they cannot, for whatever reason, I will update my social media platforms on that. I hope to be joined by you again, and I do hope everyone's families are okay and safe. This is your host, Tambir Chowdhury, signing off.